Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a camaraderie retrospective through the ones of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. Hi, and I'm Chris, distracted by Grand Blue grinding today. I mean, that, that that's a mood. That's a mood for this show. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't no, say I'm, that I'm when... I'm here. I'm invested in Kiva. Yeah. Okay, that's a lie. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't I don't say that when I've got the episodes of Kiva on, I'm not also doing something else. <laughs> mm, yep. I don't know if you're supposed to admit that part. Like for Kuya, I didn't. I, for Zio, I, I didn't. Yeah, when I watch Zio, I don't have anything else going on. I have to follow Zio. There's like shit that happens. Kuya or Kiva? I committed at least. At least one of us attention. did. Ish. Um. So this episode. Oh, don't high road us. I'm sure you've done other things and you watched episodes before. I mean, I'm like my second or third viewing but not my first <laughs> my first <laughs> viewing i'm taking notes thank you for that you're welcome Shot to it. um so we watched episodes 25 and 26 of kiva where they are titled uh fanfare the queen's awakening for 25 or well not or just and metronome miraculous memory in episode 26 yeah, it is sure miraculous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amnesia sure comes and goes at just miraculously random times. Alright. It is so lazy. While it's lazy, I think I think it being lazy is what makes it fine, to be honest. Uh okay. In episode twenty six, I did I did have a minute there where I was gonna be like, really? This is how we're gonna get Wataru is by giving Atoya amnesia so that he hooks up with Queen. But, like, that isn't actually what happens. They just use amnesia as a way to introduce, like, romantic attraction to Queen. It's... That, like, she kind of gets it now because the person she's talking to doesn't know who she is. Right. Man. That says something. I'm not sure what, but it says something. For, for oh. a person who generally hates amnesia things, this one was... <laughs> pretty unoffensive yeah inoffensive unoffensive whatever i'll use whatever words i want i can't believe that they introduced a lost object in the past and then didn't have wataru find it in the future i know that would have been better atoya just had to find it immediately (laughs) (laughs) which was wow okay it was a miracle of love uh yeah sure we can call it that that's what it was. Miracle of implausible coincidence. That's what he said. <laughs> I know. I know that's what he said. I know that's you know what? I, I also have to say, it's nice to see the foot fetishist back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss him. He's an interesting villain, I, I, I guess. Like, he has more personality than a lot of them. Like, first time around, we got that nice setup of him. Second time around, he was flanderized out the wazoo. Now this third time, it's like, act- no, actually, dude, you're you're good. I like seeing you here. <laughs> the the director has a lot of fun this time by just having him like just creepily slide into the background of scenes. 
it's kind of amazing. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, at the beginning, um, one of my uh, favorite parts in these set of episodes was uh, at the beginning of episode 25, there's a bit where Wataru and Mio are talking, and uh, Megumi shows up and is like, hey, you guys having fun on your dates? That's cute. Good for you. And Nago is like, fuck that! Stop being horny! I hate horniness! <laughs> that like, as that much is as something was, that Nago does. As much as I was sitting there going, fucking shut up, Nago. <laughs> it was very fun to see him do the thing of, no, romance is for after the evil is defeated and maybe not even then. Well, well, but at that moment, the camera, like, it does an extreme close-up on Megumi, just dead staring at him. And then she just, like, rolls her eyes off to the side, like, oh my god. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. I'm gonna marry, because the show's bad. <laughs> that was a really... I thought her actress had a really good reaction there, though. Very funny. Nago's just, just no fun. You can't have fun. <laughs> nope. Fun is not allowed. Man. Yeah. Um, which is just stupid because like I don't know introducing this romance plotline in is like something I actually kind of care about because we're not really progressing with any of the what the heck is going on with the Fangire's mystery plotline so at least introduce like some emotional storyline for the characters I care about we are kind of having the Kuga problem where where what was Kuga about for like 40 episodes um Character interactions, yeah, kind of. Every once in a while, they would pay lip service to the idea of like, "Hey, by by uh, using power to defeat these like weird supernaturally powered monsters, is our main character actually like turning into an evil monster?" Now it's more about the response. Yeah, now that I'm looking back on it and like take it as a whole, it's about the implications of power and what it does to someone. Yes. Okay, this was a bad right. example. The, the example <laughs> I was trying to make, I know, for, forgive me for comparing... I, I mean, that's what it was nominally about, but it didn't come up very often. No. like, yeah, Forgive me for comparing Kiva to Kuga. I, where I'm more... My comment I was, or the point I was attempting to make was like, what is the point of Kiva? <laughs> well, I... I think that's actually a fairly good comparison, because in this case, they do kind of have the same thing going on, where Kiva, again, is nominally about like, is his Kiva transformation, is it like a dark thing inside of him that makes him inherently evil and destructive or not? No, like, because there's they a do belt. have that. Right. I they think, do have that same thing going on. I think it's also partially about like, well, that, you know, it's literally break the chains, but breaking the chains of like your forefathers and the expectations that have been placed upon you. Right. Uh, if, I think that is an interesting theme. They introduce it in the fucking intro song. Uh, Every that is not episode. That's, that's not part of the show. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it may start part to be may start being part of it with Neo's subplot of not wanting to become queen. Right. Which is... Re okay, if they are going to explore that theme with other characters halfway through the show, that's pretty fucking weird when they introduce their, their main character... Who, when he turns into his dark alternate persona, literally has chains on him, binding well, part of his power. Well, but Chris, his chains already get broken because he's got tots a lot now. <laughs> yeah. 
I, yes, I know, but like, <laughs> but no, there he's it's, it's he's he broke his chains. So radically, it, it he didn't break them by like freeing himself from a burden placed on him by his father's legacy or anything. He broke them by it having happens... emotions, right? But um, so I think you took that way way deeper than how I meant for the question to be posed. I just meant like what what's the like macro plot of Kiva? Uh, there really isn't one. Um, no. I mean, the Checkmate 4 has kind of come into play as, like, I guess this is eventually going to be the macro plot, but... Because, like, not at least for... Organized or anything. At least for Kuga, there was, like, Grungi are bad, we need to deal with that. Uh, they did explicitly introduce that the Grungi are escalating to a final conflict point. Right. Yeah, and apparently the Fangire have just... Apparently everything that happens in 1986 doesn't matter because the fangire are still around they're still killing people so other I, I guess the entirety of the past is just to set up for i almost i almost called wataru sogo um <laughs> I, that's fine <laughs> they're kind of similar it feels it kind of now i'm thinking about it it feels like nothing in the past matters because okay we're getting another queen uh, Kiva is here right. in the future now, and it's just all fluff. Like, some of the emotional beats in the past matter, and apparently they're going to end up with, like, the monster people becoming part of Wataru's arsenal somehow. But, like, other than that, it does. It seems like the main lesson of the past is that Shima is a terrible leader. Yes, And doesn't yes, he is. actually do anything. Shima is a terrible leader, <laughs> has always been a terrible leader, and I'm amazed he hasn't been fired or killed. I was so annoyed at the end of episode 26 here when he's like, oh, it's okay. You've learned humility now. You can use Ixa. You're good now. Fucking good job, buddy. Out. Was I the only <laughs> one that was sitting there looking at Nago and saying, this isn't real. You are not actually feeling his emotions. I, I was, oh, okay. I was wondering if you were, if you were thinking it was a dream sequence. No. Because like, I was actually wondering, like, wait, he didn't actually go anything, go through any growth. And this is... What he would want to hear, yeah, so no, he, is he, this a dream sequence? It really feels like to me, this entire, I mean, we're, we're going to get there eventually once we finish, like, discussing this Oba's arc stuff beginning, but at the very end of episode 26, Nago apologizes for the first time in his goddamn life, <laughs> and uh, it badly. feels fake. Yep. I feel no sincerity from him, at all. Right. Uh... I, I guess, yeah, because he's like, oh, I didn't do a good enough job. Sorry about that. Like, he literally... I guess I believe that he is sad that he isn't better, because he just wants to be infinitely powerful and have everything go his way all the time, because that's just the sort of guy he is. He, he doesn't uh, actually... Do I think that he's actually going to try and do anything different in order to get to a point where he is better? No. no. But... He is not going to do anything different. He is not that sort of person. We are not going to see him do anything different. But the story is going to tell us that he has grown as a person because he is able to unlock the next level of Ixa. You know, I guess actually, yeah, that's a major recurring problem in Kiva as a show is they keep saying that characters have gone through growth and they haven't. Yeah, like, if you, <laughs> if you remember, Nago got to the point that he was literally a raving insane man running down the street yelling about buttons and that is a thing he did 
That did happen. He got arrested for it. Didn't and they arrest him twice? Yes. He was also arrested for beating up a dude. Yeah, apparently the only thing Shima is good at is springing people and, from jail. like, we saw him get arrested, and I guess we're supposed to take that as growth? No. Well, what other explanation like, do you have for him showing back up and apparently being fine and better now <laughs> and people accept him and Megumi's like actually I think you're kind of hot now um writing I just can't believe that they introduced this weird thing with like his backstory with his dad and like how he related to his dad's job and it had the significance with the buttons and like what he chose to do back then and like we're never gonna see him have like an internal conflict and like flashback to that it's so weird to introduce it as a flashback and use it once. Oh, you mean where he put like his in a dad in jail for like doing this, math wrong? Yeah, right. Like you, when, you literally... in a long-running show like this, you don't flash. You don't usually use a flashback and just refer to it one time. Usually, it's something that he would return to and be like, "Wait a minute, hold on, was that the right thing to do in Maybe that situation?" Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> God, Nago doesn't think about things of right and wrong. He only thinks no, about justice. Not really. <laughs> Uh, and, like, Yuri was not, like, they keep, they're, they're kind of like, oh, Yuri's grown too, and, like, has she? How has she? Well, it's, her, it's not that she's grown, it's that her story is done with. Yeah, apparently she's grown by giving up, which, She's now uh, in her proper place, she's not attempting to fight anymore, she is in her proper supporting role place, and all she needs to do is love Atoya. So that's all her character is now. Uh, I actually, I actually disagree. I don't think it's gone that far yet. No, probably because there's. Um, it feels. I mean, presumably, like it. there's going to be some conflict between her and Queen still, right? Possibly, but I mean, so also like while a lot of that stuff happens, I I there's a scene where Yuri talks about wanting to go to the sea. Well, that person's not super important. Um, well, it is, but. Not the point I'm trying to make. Um, there's a scene where Artoya and Yuri are at the swing sets, and they're having the subtext to me read like they're they're discussing how Yuri is still kind of bitter and upset that you know that Artoya was given Ixa right away after joining, and that there's some some conflict going on with that. Yeah, mm, yeah, a little bit though. She seems to be able to get over that fairly easily. I don't know if she's necessarily over it, though. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I feel like the way her actress is playing it is like she's very in love with Atoya and willing to do pretty much anything for him at this point. Maybe feminine and demure. I don't know. I mean. I maybe like she started wearing her hair different, and like her, she's smiling a lot more now. So I don't know. I feel like they the however they signaled to the actress like you're more accepting of this situation at this point. So I mean, I guess how I read it, which I guess maybe isn't the best thing, but it's it's the dare to the soon. Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah, that could be going for that. I can see that, but uh, if this is supposed to be a Sundere character turn, though, I don't think it's a good one. 
I mean, I didn't say it was good. Yeah, it, no, I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Just putting that opinion forward. <laughs> I think the issue is, Garrett, is you're not wrong in your statements. It's just the show is written so badly that it's they're obfuscated. I I think I'm just at the point where I'm trying to not assume the worst every time. It's probably a better thing, yeah. I'm just confused as to... Okay, early in the episode there's a scene where Shima's like, well, I guess since Jiro's gone, uh, hey... You, Atoya, why don't you join the organization? Because you can use Ixa. I'm like, Yuri is sitting right there. She's she's sitting right fucking there, dude. But she's fine with it because she's in love with Atoya. I feel like we've gone... I don't know, for, for that, I guess, my mind gymnastics go around the fact that they already had the discussion about how Ixa is a really not safe thing to do. Right, but like that's barely even in play at this point. It's like in uh in Zio when they were like, you know, using Gates Revive will kill you, right? Oh, for like for like two episodes, and then it was just fine. <laughs> All right, I think I think they do it more than that because clearly, like, Ixa starts breaking down later in in the first episode when Atoya's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. When when the Rook is you know kicking his ass. Um. And so also I'm kind of giving the benefit of the doubt because, like, there are also episodes where, where Yuri uses Ixa. There are? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I don't know if that's going to work out very well at this point, but hey, we can hope for the best. Hey, do we actually want to go through this summary or do you just want to keep sitting here and talking about the episode? <laughs> I, I, we're halfway through the show. I, I think that, like, we're going over just how it's played out up until this point. Yeah. That's pretty fair. I was also looking at my summaries. I'm like, man, my summaries are super long. In the future, yeah. Did you not open up the doc and see them? I well, we let you read them last time, so yeah, I was thinking pretty you were long. Read yeah. Them this time. Yeah. So okay, we'll just do a quick overview. So 25... yeah, I'll try to to highlight it more later on. But yeah, so twenty five, like the the eighty six part is boy, what is it? So it's a lot of that Yuri Toya stuff we were talking about. So it starts with Yuri making Omurais for Atoya again. And they're doing, like, cute, I guess, in quotes, couples stuff. And Yuri gives Atoya an engraved watch. And he's like, oh, I lose and give things away all the time. But this, this one I'll, I'll cherish I, I, forever. <laughs> Knowing what I do about how much some watches cost. Holy fuck. Yeah, gift watches are usually pretty expensive. Like that so. that looked like for United for United States money, like a multiple hundred dollar watch. Yeah. That's Quite ridiculous. Possibly. And she got it personally engraved. Yeah. I uh, an engraved watch is not like a romantic president present in America, I think. Like I've never heard of anyone giving someone an engraved watch. <laughs> Usually you give engraved rings here, but, you know, hey, well, I guess a ring, a watch is just a big ring that tells time. When I think about someone having an engraved watch, I think about someone in, like, early 1900s with a pocket watch. That right, they flip yeah. it open, and on the back, it's like, they've got their wife or their sweetheart. It, it's My dead thing. wife, never it's forget. It's old. <laughs> right. Yeah, engraved wristwatch is just, like, a little unusual. 
At least it's a nice watch. Yeah, I don't know. The 80s were a different time. Yeah, I guess. It's the 80s. <laughs> Do a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. What up? So then, so there's like this cafe scene with Shima, where Shima's like, man, that Jiro guy, fuck. I guess he was a wolf. <laughs> he was a wolf monster? Ah, something happened. And oh, well. Atoya, you want a job? <laughs> of course. Atoya was also super weird about eating omu rice in the first scene, but yeah. Well, it's... I mean, what else is new? I mean, he was being, like, romantic <laughs> with it, because, like, he was, like... What happens is, like, he puts his on Yuri's plate, and he's like, Oh, I will eat your cooking for the rest of my life, even though it's bland or whatever. Which yeah, means you don't get any. <laughs> like, if I'm remembering correctly, that that phrasing of I'll eat your cooking for the rest of my life is a way of implying, hey, girl, let's get married. Right, yeah. It's I've heard it in something before, but yeah, it's supposed to be, like, extremely romantic, like, perpetually romantic. I yeah. figured, I just figured Atoya did it bad, because that's what he I'll... does. I also felt really weird with how, like, lavishly Yuri is like, oh, yes, make a to- have Atoya join the organization. And she's just pouring so much sugar on him. <laughs> like, it, the level of... Yeah, no, I'll give you that like, one. Love she and seems devotion, like she's compensating. Yeah, the level of love and devotion she shows towards Atoya doesn't make sense to me. There's not been enough time. She just, like, flipped a switch. She was, like, a six or seven on the negative, and it's just all they did was erase the negative. It doesn't feel like she's gradually come up to like him. I mean, okay, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, she's kind of done the thing of, like, starting to accept him, but it feels like they've jumped a couple steps. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't have have a way to... To explain out of that one. Uh, Toya accepts because Yuri's asking him to. Um, and then we learn that they're having a conversation on a swing set. And we have, yeah, we have the swing set conversation where it's, we learn that Yuri went to this beach and wants to go to the beach. Because Toya wants to do something for her. Man, I sure love the ocean. <laughs> I sure love the beach because my I lost a ring that my mom gave me. I I mean I think it was probably implied that the sea reminds her of her mother who's dead. Right. Yeah. That's Why right. don't you ever answer me, Ocean? Uh, Fangire part of this episode is basically Rook starting a new game with flowers, which is basically to let him attack Atoya. And Which Queen... Rachel immediately made a joke about. Uh, he he's coming into his own as Blackmore Greymon. <laughs> uh, and Queen is basically going. You know, I have implied done this job for hundreds of years, and just now, I'm starting to wonder. What is it about human dick that's so good that makes all these fangires want to jump on it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Hang on. Um, because she she killed a dude that time who was right. with a woman. And now I'm not trying to assume or anything. 
but I don't think that works in that situation. All right, you're you're I, correct. I, yeah, I guess I, I haven't tallied it, but I feel like they've been fairly equitable about showing male vampires in relationships with human I, females. I, I gendered and that. Vampires. I gendered that statement incorrectly. I'm just. I should should have been. What is it about humans that is so romantic and wonderful? <laughs> I just. She, yeah, it is kind of because uh, the guy's like, no, I really love her, and. Uh, She's just like, it, it looks like she's just heard this one too many times today, where she's just like, what the hell is it with these people? Seriously, I don't get it. Yeah. Should I try it to find out? So my second thing is, like, it, has she been doing it for hundreds of years? I don't think we ever got, yeah, like, I, a time frame I don't on know. that. Like, we really have no idea. Well, we know that Fangires can, like, live perpetually as long as they, like don't lose themselves to uh, an impulse or something from I think back when that, that one guy was working with his butlers, he said he'd been doing it for like a long, long time, right? At least five lifetimes. Cause I think it was implied that his butlers stayed human and like he okay. didn't extend their lifespans. No, wait, no, no, they had crystals. So they, they had to have been fangires. That's true. Man, so, know. like, it would have been a while. But uh, we true. also, like, the Fangires know that the Queen power passes on to other people if the Queen dies. So, presumably, well, she's not been the Queen forever. If the Queen dies or other something happens, whatever happens with the Queen in the past currently with Atoya. Right. I guess we still we still don't know if it's passed on like through a genetic lineage or if it's just like some fangire gets the power. Right, yeah. Um also I read it more as like maybe there's been an uptick in this recently and she's just kind of questioning it's like why does this keep happening? The twentieth century humans invented television, they're bathing more now. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's uh, maybe there's something here. Oh man, that internet <laughs> really gets me going. In '86, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> On that ARPANET. No, wait, that would have um, been the last ARPANET in the '80s. <laughs> those but sweet BBSs. The rest of the <laughs> there past there is pretty much your or Atoya meets up with Queen, um, and he's like, "Oh, hey." You know, he does his entire routine about meeting a faded woman. Or that would be what I say, but I've already found someone. And he's got a little rose that Yuri gave him. And, then, you know, it, I looked at that. I was like, okay, that's he's, actually he's a nice steps. little bit of growth for Atoya. I like this. Baby steps. Baby steps. Which is then kind of almost immediately ruined when he gets the amnesia thing, but whatever. Um, I mean, it's not. His no, fault he by. got amnesia. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not self-inflicted amnesia. Uh, and then Rook, who has decided on a flower game, starts going after Atoya. But Atoya, because being Atoya, thinks that Rook is going after Queen. And so starts running away with Queen. And Qu I love Queen's expression of just like, you know what? I guess I'm doing this yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see where this goes. <laughs> that was kind of fun. No, yeah, yeah, I, I do like, I, I like past Queen. Yeah, she's kind of fun. She's got kind of this thing where, like, well, there's no one here to kill, and I don't really have anything to do. I guess I could just do this for this afternoon. Yeah. 
She's invested um, in her job. She's doing some some like outside research. <laughs> is this the episode where we got got her name, or is that previously? Because her name's Maya. We haven't gotten. Her uh, name they yet. say it at the end of twenty six. I thought. No. Yeah. They they send it in twenty five. I, I see it here in my notes. Did they? I oh found yes. Oh, okay. Atoya comes back, but it ends up with Atoya transforming into Ixa to fight Rook to try and protect Queen, and he gets his ass beat. Yeah. Which he does have him... a, a line in here that I liked where he says, uh, uh, where Queen asks him, what, why are you protecting me? You might die for one thing. And he says, that's what a man is. I was like, someone who dies? <laughs> or uh, I, people I, die I when the they're dead. <laughs> I guess the implication was to be, you are willing to die to protect someone. Right, right. It's just not conveyed well. The no, not in the <laughs> least. Like, a man is someone who is destined to die makes everybody a man i know right atoya gets beat up before he gets beat up there's the one part where atoya's like stay here queen i'm gonna go look for him and then rook walks up to queen and they just get to have a chat <laughs> he's like I, queen i'm i'm sorry i didn't know he was with you should i stop <gasps> and she's just no no let's see how this no, you goes can, you can kill him. i fun. i just want to watch how this goes down I mean, don't king shame, Evan. Yeah, that's true. Some people just like to watch. But yeah, then Atoya gets beat down, gets his amnesia, and gets amnesia. But and apparently the only thing he can remember is that there's a woman who loves me. And he looks down at his watch, and her name is Yuri. Yeah. And Queen Go just slides in and is like, Hi, oh, I'm that's Yuri. Me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Yuri. Hi, I'm nice Yuri. to meet you. <laughs> Were you looking for a Yuri? Because that's me. Yeah. Um, and then in the future, um, is Mio and Wataru yeah, having that talk of date and Megumi teasing them, yeah, and Nago going, "No, your yeah, Christian server, no." Because <laughs> Megumi's like, "Hey, let let me plan a date for you guys." Like, eyebrows emoji here. Hey, hey, hey. Nago is one of those guys who is extremely upset and invested that Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog is not gay. Is that a thing? Uh, okay. Maybe this is just a me thing, but I always find that a very funny archetype when there's, like, Sonic the Hedgehog fans who are clearly borderline furry, but also very religious and insistent that the characters are not homosexual. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's an archetype. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's not. It's just guy love. That's all it is. But yeah, Nago is the no fun police who says, instead of thinking about sex, think about how you can save the world. Yeah, some Captain, Pl Captain Planet shit. <laughs> man, what a f oh, man, would that be a hell of a PSA? Um, oh man, B BRV gotta pitch Toei on a writer show. <laughs> I'm surprised that they're they haven't done that yet. It's actually called I think it's Kamen Rider J. It's one of the three movies that were between the Heisei and or the show on the Heisei era that deals with like nice. environmentalism and stuff. Nice. Right, right. But I just mean like four writers who all combine into one writer or something. I mean Kamen Rider Double is two writers that are one. Right, right. But like a whole uh you remember how in Ronin Warriors, how, like, all the rest of the guys had to give up their powers so they could power up the main guy? Do I remember Ronin Warriors? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. 
Yeah. Um, that was cool, but also kind of disappointing, just because it sidelined everybody else. Oh, you mean like Digimon, with like everybody that isn't like the main one or two people? Yeah, everyone who isn't Tyre Matt after a certain point. Yeah. Though Adventure 01 does a fairly good job of having the other characters still like be part of the story, but no. Sad that we gotta finish Keaton though. Uh that's other shows. Yep. Uh next bit is Megumi talking to Shima, and I got excited for a bit very very short time, because Shima was going to Megumi and going, Yeah, you know what? You're right. Nago Fuck sucks. Nago. He, he, he can't use the Ixa, and he's bad. And I love, I love the fact that Nago is like creeping around the door, going, oh, "I don't know how he's saying mean things about me." Yeah, I, it is really, I don't know. It's so disappointing because, yeah, she was just like, you know, Nago hasn't done anything right. He always fails. He's the worst. She takes a moment to go. You know, you're right. He does. He, he does not recognize his own weakness, and he sucks. Not that he does anything with that knowledge. No. Like, literally the only time he ever manages to do anything is when we, everyone else works really hard to help him do it. And then he's like, no, I'm strong independently of that. I'm a strong, independent common rider who don't need no help. <laughs> he needs so much help. He, he, he's one of those, like... Uh, he's one of those, uh, doesn't want the government, doesn't want to pay any damn taxes, even though he's on government assistance, people. Yeah. Um, next is, uh, Mio. You get to see people keep dying around her, mysteriously. Like, this person she delivered to. Or the entire staff of the shop she works at. And now she has to find another new job. It, It is understandably depressing her. She's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and they just, like, turn into, like, water puddles and disappear, too. Yeah. It is it is weird. So then Mio's like, alright, gotta break up with Ataru. But not that we were dating around- or anything. Like, it's, yeah, it's, people are dying around me and I want to protect Wataru. So I have to break up with him and we can't see each other anymore. Not that we're dating to begin with. explain it. Although... I don't know, because is she aware of her queen powers right now? Uh, I, I, it seems like she knows something's going on. Yeah, because, like, when um Rook shows up, he's not like, hey, let me, you know, talk to you about these new powers. He's like, he's hey, like, you can't stop do, running away from this. Do you mean Bishop? Yeah, that's who I meant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we learned that the, the weird priest guy is Bishop. Yeah, we learned next episode, Alliance, but instead of saying, like priest guy for an entire episode we're just gonna skip to the name um but yeah there's bishop is this new guy with glasses who looks like he belongs in another show that shows up and tells mio hey you're the queen you know you're the queen stop trying to run away from this if you don't you're gonna have to die here is a black folder list of all the people you need to kill you've got a serious backlog of murders to be doing like come on um, I'm just going to need you to, to do those TPS reports this weekend. I'm so, going to need you to come in on Saturday to get these murders in. So many murders. Uh, if Mio's response is no, fuck you, and she just burns it. Yep. But then, uh, Spider Fangire, who I guess is the best 
third time around, third times the charm, I guess. And uh, and Shark Fangire, who dies later this episode, show up. Spoilers. And it's just like, oh yeah, time to time to fight, kill Mio. They chase. Yeah, I was her definitely off. wondering, like, did we know Shark Fangire? Like, no, did, did we no. know that guy? No, okay. this is his only appearance. We never see his human form. He he followed around and killed all those people that Maya was around. Yeah. Like Bishop, like, uh, Bishop Neo. Neo, Maya's sorry. The queen. Uh, Bishop like tries to imply that like it was Mio's powers that did that, but no, sure. Right, dude. he's it's like maybe if I trick her into thinking that she's murdering those people on accident, she'll love murder. She'll do it on <laughs> purpose. Yeah, but, but then uh, there's chasing, and then Nago and Megumi show up. They fight. Uh, Nago fucks up and loses Ixa. And uh, Spider takes it. I love it. Yeah. I love the fact that Sp- the Spider <laughs> Fangire takes Ixa and uses it. Th- this is actually fairly clever for a Mook writer villain. I mean, Very I don't know if he's a Mook when it's the third time we've seen him. I, he's an ascended Mook. Like in- he's like he's like Bat Guy from from Kuga. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, he was a mook, but he survived. So he leveled up. Yeah, so Nago fucked up. Um, and they just have to deal with that, because then they run away to go try to find Mio. But instead of finding Mio, they find Wataru. Who, who fights, doesn't do well, transforms into Emperor form, and kills the Shark Fangire. Yep. The shark fangire like shoots crescent moons at people and has a cool design. I it's kind of I'm kind of sad he's dead already. Yeah, he's super dead. His like ha- he has a uh, voldo claws for hands. Okay. Is it? It's next episode that Bishop talks about how Mio is waiting for a king, right? Yeah. 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 Or... I'm thinking about that. Is is he literally saying? Your job is to clean up the messes of other Fangires until your husband gets home? I was kind of... Okay, I was taking it as, like, a there will be a Fangire king and we need to, like, make sure that everything's ready for that person when they show up. Maybe. It's just... I don't know. Yeah, I was interpreting it as a, like a oh, there's a prophesied super person coming, and we have to keep the bloodline pure for them. <laughs> One of those evil bad guy plots, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much episode twenty-five. Yep. Uh, yeah, episode twenty-six. Oh, metronome. but so episode twenty-five, the Kavat opening was him talking about how the queen is the best piece in chess, and that you should start calling Kavat <laughs> queen. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I did like, enjoy that. Good I'm for sit- you, Kavat. I'm glad Kavat. that you appreciate your queeny ways. Just going, yes, queen, yes. <laughs> However, episode twenty-six has no Kavat opening. No, it doesn't. Which is weird. It's very sad. Uh, right, because and- they have to show that in the last episode, Atoya got tricked into thinking that Queen was Yuri. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, this episode isn't going to make any sense anymore. The 86 part of this episode is just basically about uh, Queen trying to figure out about that human love thing. You know, the whole what is love. He's talking with the memory god Atoya. Atoya is like, We're in love? What is love? 
Remind me I how we love. love. But uh, Rook shows back up. And Queen st- stands for him and I guess runs a Toya off. Which is weird. Well, yeah, she has a Toya run off so then she can basically be like, Rook, stop it. I'm, I got a plan. I'm doing a plan now. The game's over. I want to figure out what this love shit is all about. And then... So I can kill better. Yep. At some uh, point, there's, like, a part where, like, Yuri's waiting for Atoya, and, like, he doesn't show up. That's the thing that happens. But then, yep. Queen goes back to Atoya, and is like, hey, here's your violin, by the way. You you know anything you know about what? that? And, of course, Atoya is able to miraculously still play the violin. And while playing the violin, he remembers the swing set scene from the previous episode about going to the sea. So that's where they about- go. Talk about the using the violin for memory. We might. This is very off topic, but eh. Um, reminded me of what? a story off I had. Off topic heard. on our show? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, about a brain surgery that was being done on like a concert violinist, and the brain is a very delicate thing, and if you mess things up, you can lose ability. And she was very, very worried about losing her ability to play the violin. And during brain surgery you're kept conscious so that they can ask you questions so if they start going somewhere wrong they know real quick (laughs) and so what she did is while they were doing brain surgery on her she just played violin for the entirety of the surgery so that if because that was what she was most worried about losing so if ever she started like playing badly or missing notes they'd know oh no no we're doing the wrong thing gotta not do that that's a very NPR Radio Lab type story. I know, right? <laughs> Back to our regularly scheduled shit. I want to know how, like, they sterilize the violin to take it into, like, the clean room for that. I have no idea. The rest of it I just don't want to think about, because, like, that's nightmare fuel thinking about how you have to be awake for brain surgery. Because yeah, they have to ask you questions. Yeah. So they don't I fuck mean, you yeah. up. You have to Your be brain a- doesn't have any, like sense nerves in it and you know they just anesthetize your head so you have to be awake for for heart stuff too i know that one personally oh really i didn't know that one actually yeah they lied to me they told me they're gonna knock me out and they're like no (laughs) we can't do that for this okay so the end of the past is a toya so they go to the sea yeah, getting some memory from the violin, then they go to the seas, because he needs to go get- he wants to go find the ring. Yep. And while he's searching for the ring, uh, Yuri shows up, and then Queen walks up and is like, Hey, you that Yuri chick, right? What is love? Hey, what does it mean to be loved? Is, what does it mean to love someone? <laughs> um, And being loved is... Loving allows one to live for today, and being loved allows you to live for tomorrow. Which, sure, fine. Okay, okay. yeah, sure, fine, whatever. That is that is a perfectly fine platitude to say. Um, yeah. Uh, Atoya it, like, almost drowns himself, but he finds the ring. And we get to have a nice, huggy reunion of Yuri, like, Oh my god, Atoya, oh, are you okay? Oh, you found the ring! And it just... Atoya somehow gets it. I guess being almost drowning himself jump-started his brain because he has his memory back. And Maya is just standing in the back going, My. Humans are the weirdest. 
Yeah, Queen's just like, what the fuck are humans? I don't get this. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's one of those moments where she's like, I think I might be into it. Ugh, I'm not used to that about myself. Am I discovering a new, is a new kink awakening in me right now? <laughs> yes. Uh, earlier in the episode, uh, when he gets the violin back for the first time and plays it for Maya, uh, I actually like that scene a little bit because uh, it zooms out and he's like playing under a rusted broken crane in the middle of like this dock area with a bunch of like rusted pylons. Yeah, he's just he uh, playing. He was playing a different song than normal, right? I mean, he plays he multiple songs, doesn't he? Yeah, but he usually has. He usually has a specific one that plays. It's like, here's the Atoya song for him showing off and swinging hearts. Okay, yeah, that's I mean, he had amnesia, so he wasn't um, showing off in 2008. Is Mio running away? Because, no, I don't want to kill people. Bishop shows up and goes, you gotta kill people before your husband gets home. Um, You have to love murder. And be okay with doing murder. torture spells, or else you will be murdered. And she's, of course, going like, I don't I don't actually think Fangire's loving people is, like, a bad thing. Girl, if you don't murder, you're going to die. And then we get to see Nago not take responsibility for anything that he's done. Yeah. <laughs> Just shows up. He's like, Ixu got stolen and it wasn't my fault. Megumi did it. She got Megumi's knocked in me when I was trying to transform. And obviously it wasn't my fault that I let go of Ixa when that happened. And Shima's, of course, like, Nago, shut up. You're dumb. You don't get the new... Ixa's going to power up and you don't get it. You don't get the Ixa upgrade that you get next episode What did you do with your anyway. last Ixa? <laughs> I lost it. Well, why would I get you a new one then? I'm very disappointed in you. I was... I was so happy to see this. And then it's it gets ruined like immediately after. Yeah, that's true. What something with Nago get immediately ruined right away? Yeah, I. I, I... What a surprise! Uh, I love the scene when uh when the weirdo Fangire turns into Ixa and Nago immediately like runs up and starts punching him, and he he just like doesn't even notice. Yeah. So then uh, Megumi's looking for Mio, and he's being stalked by Spider Fangire. Because Fangire is, he, he is still obsessed with Megumi. And then Bishop's like, what the fuck are you doing? Didn't I give you a job? And Spider's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do like, that murder, one. murder, get on it. How many times do I have to tell you? It's like, I'll do that one, but then I gotta do, like, the sexy murder later. Yeah, it's... Right? Is that, like, the thing that he wants to, he wants to, like, murder Megumi, right? I think it's gotten to the point that he's, like, actually in love with her. Like, okay, not actually in love with her, but the Fangire obsession version of love. That could probably, probably, if he was allowed to survive, develop into an actual weird relationship type of thing. Or to just end in murder. Or just end in murder, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, actually remember anymore. Spider Fangire's a little serial killer-y. Yeah, just a bit. Um... We go over to Mio, who is trying, who is confronting a fangarden of a human. She's trying to murder. She, she can't do it. <laughs> did you she murder yesterday? Yes. Well, did you try to murder? 
And uh, Bishop tries to, like, I guess I have to do your fucking job for you. And tries to murder them, but Mio gets in the way and apparently is able to take the hit and then escape far enough away to get to Wataru's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So in chess, the queen is a stronger piece than the bishop, therefore... It makes yeah, sense but, why this happens, because this is how chess Bishop works. if takes queen, the queen can't just flex her chest and go, Nah! Chess pieces do don't shit, have hit boy. points. Chess pieces don't have hit points in normal rules. Yeah. The queen getting taken is still a queen getting taken. The queen wasn't taken, though. She was hit with a fucking blast to the face. Was that being taken, though, Evan? <laughs> Apparently not. <sighs> I guess not. Now, if Bishop kidnapped Queen, then yes, she would have been taken. God. <laughs> Is that why Megumi <laughs> Megumi got kidnapped so she was taken out of the game early and that's why she's so ineffective? Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah, all right. Oh uh, man. Yeah, Mio... Do you do you become the new queen by just walking really far after the other one dies? <laughs> <laughs> it's a chess joke. It's a chess joke there for all you listeners out there. I like yeah, it. I get it, because when you get a pawn to the end of the board, it can become any piece you want. Right. So therefore, if you walk far enough with a pawn, it can become a queen. Well, in, in um, some rules, you can only get pieces back that have been taken by the other player. But yeah, but yeah, Mio goes to Wataru's house, uh, collapses. Wataru plays violin for Mio. It, it match cuts with a toy playing the violin. Yeah. Um, Wataru's talking about he's going to become strong to protect her. And Mio's response is, uh, "You got some water? Could you could you give me some water? Water would be great right now." And then, as soon as Wataru leaves, she fucking bounces. <laughs> Which is, I I found interesting because it's when she's actually in real danger, her first instinct was, "Gotta get to Wataru. He'll protect me." And then, as soon as she's kind of coherent again, and not like having been blasted in the face with whatever bishop hit her with she's like uh, i care about this guy i don't want him dead i'm gonna leave yeah fucking emotions man emotions are weird yeah it's it's weird that the other fangires can't like sense that wataru is half fangire or whatever yeah, that is well i mean why isn't bloody rose uh sensing queen uh because it only goes off when uh fangires attack people and transform. I thought it was only when they transform. It is not when they transform. I'm pretty sure it's when they attack people in their monster forms. I don't think that's true, because I... I could have sworn with, like, Fangire who didn't want to kill anymore. Bloody Rose just went off when he was just, like, around. Maybe? Wait, no, because he, he, like, did... He was killing people, like, even though he didn't want to. He was, like, still killing people on... You know, he flipped out and stuff. We're talking about the guy who worked at that noodle shop, right? And then accidentally murdered everyone who worked there? No, that was Rook. Oh, that was Rook. Yeah, that was Rook. Okay, which Fangire are we talking about then? The one who listened to the music to calm down. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Man, I I think it's just they did bad writing and they're not <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, Bloody Rose is going to Bloody Rose. Yeah. 
Bloody yeah, we Rose still don't rings. really have any idea what the fuck Bloody Rose is or how it works. So uh, it's Rose a violin when it is convenient for the plot for Bloody Rose to ring. <laughs> Thank you for your sarcasm, Garrett. I appreciate it. I was gonna say Bloody Rose is the violin a toy I made. He just hasn't made it yet in the past. No. You uh, might have forgotten. Yeah, so <laughs> after Mio runs off, Wataru of course goes looking for her. Uh, but Mio runs into Spider Fangire. And start getting attacked, but then Megumi and Nago show up, and Nago tries to get Ixa back. And the fan, and I really love this because the fan guy's response is the spider fan guy's response is, "Oh, oh, you want this belt, huh? You want this belt? Well, let me just slide this thing on, and oh, hey, you want, you want I'm Ixa now. You want you want this belt that I'm that I'm putting on and using to to punch you in the face right now? You want this belt? Yeah, he wanted that belt." It's very good. Nago get it is very it is fun to see Nago to get beat to shit. And then I also actually did like Megumi going, I can defeat him just by tricking him and going, actually no, you are you are the biggest and the strongest and the most handsomest and I really really like how you beat up this guy in front of me. <laughs> Why don't you just let me come over here and give you a kick? the balls i wish she was being sincere about the part where she liked seeing nago get the shit kicked out of him yeah that would have been nice i like when that happens yeah that makes me feel good and then yeah she we talked about before but she grabs i don't know the fist part of eeks on the belt and throws it backwards to nago instead of just putting putting it it on on herself yeah yeah it doesn't matter because he runs away yeah, he runs away because he has to find Mio and Wataru and Wataru tries to protect Mio, but he's like, oh, no, I can't transform in front of Mio because then she'll know that I'm a superhero. So I'm just going to get beat up instead. Which Dying makes... instead is a much better plan. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is enough to awaken Mio's power because she gets a fucking murderous intent purple aura around her and she is staring at spider fangar like yeah she goes like whatever equivalent of super saiyan makes purple there's got to be one that does that by now and spider fangar just runs off which is bad because he runs into kiva and kiva is able to just beat him yeah using emperor form and the garu save garudu saber all right all right so we got to talk about the dumb finisher Oh, the one dumb. where he plugs he plugs the Garu whistle into the bottom of his sword, and it like rockets him into the sky where he does a flip and slashes the guy. Yep, that's the one. I I actually really liked that. Oh no no! I was gonna follow up and say by dumb I mean the best yeah, thing is, ever. It is, it's extremely it silly, but yeah, I do kind of like it. It is so over the top and ridiculous and childish and very much a. Let's make the new, get the super cool new toy, do the new attack thing. It's going to be fun. All the kids are going to love it. I, I, I want the new toy. I want I want dragon thing. Yeah, Tatsulot seems cool. It's like this weird like buckler thing you put on your arm and like it goes into all the other toys. And it's got a roulette. Yeah, it apparently is more badass than Kavat too because it like beat up the Fangires in the previous episode. I thought I thought Kavat did that a couple times. Has he? I feel like he hasn't done a good job at it. Uh, we have seen Kavat like fly around and annoy, 
enemies, but I think Totsalot is the only Totsalot is the only one that has actually like run into them and smashed them. Totsalot's a good sentient transformation device thing. <laughs> He's a good piece Tot- of living plastic. Does Totsalot just live in Castle Doran? Yeah, probably. No, I think he lives in the house with them now, because uh, he's there when uh, Watara's taking a bath. Oh, right, because but, uh, he used uh, were doing a little wrestle. He did the he did the fusel to summon them, though. And that's okay. when you summon things from the castle. Mm, I don't know. Tatsalat does what it wants. Pretty much. Maybe Tatsalat just hangs out wherever he's in the mood to. Yeah. He's an independent toy. They don't need no owner. Alright, so with these last two scenes, uh, the first one is Nago going and crying crocodile tears. Oh yeah, this part sucks. And basically going, okay, so I, I'm going to take everything he exactly, everything Shima exactly said to me and just go, you know all those things you said? Yeah, you're right. I'm the worst. I totally suck. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And that's enough for Shima to go... Okay, yeah, here, you can have Ixa back now. This'll be enough that your, your, your apparent, you can't see it because this is audio content, but I'm doing fucking biggest finger quotes I can. Your realization of your own weakness is enough. Good, good job completing that character arc, buddy. With... What? Yeah. Uh, the 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 episode preview has next Ixa in it. The next Ixa looks cool. Ixa continues yeah. to have a good aesthetic. I do like how the new Ixa looks. I, I like how that's the thing you bring up, and we're not going to talk about the time <laughs> travel yet. Uh, I uh, I don't care. <sighs> I don't. I yeah. I'm with Chris. I don't care why Naga's in the past. <laughs> I mean, I was joking about cutting to the end. There is actually another scene in here with uh, with uh, Mio, where uh, she kills the uh, spider guy. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, the she, last part. She awakens her queen powers. Uh, Mio basically finding the sp- spider fangire, who's cr- who, much like Nago much earlier in the series, is crawling around in a river crying. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's got this picture Only of Only Nago could have died, too. <laughs> ben, I wish. He's got this picture of Megumi that he's drawn hearts all over, and it says love in big red letters. And it's very stalkery and obsessively. And Mio comes up and says, Oh, you've fallen in love with a human, and therefore your night has come. And she uses her queen powers and kills Spider Fang. Yeah, oh, yeah. She does like that. Except when she, do, when she does it, the moon is pink instead of red. I thought it was more purple, but pink's probably yeah, good too. It's purple pink. Yeah. I, the way Ish. she does it, too, like, there's probably an anime archetype for it that I can't think of. But it's kind of like this weird, like, kind of like deadpan, soft-spoken, like, oh, you did that thing where you love a human. And, like, you just, like, picture, like, the head tilt in there, too. Okay, if it's not called this on TV Tropes, it should be uh, soft-spoken Shinigami. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. What's it called in TV tropes? I have no idea. I just made that up right now. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes a giant queen impact, uh, like a queen-shaped impact on the uh, 
the concrete barrier that he's standing in front of too, which is a nice touch. <sighs> and those were these episodes. Man, I can't wait until we watch Amazons for the shards next. Is that what we're watching once we're done with Zio? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Apparently. So I'm pushing Amazon super hard because... Is this so? Weren't there two different Kamen Rider Amazon shows? Okay, no, so well, did I not understand a, that there, right? There is Showa era Kamen Rider Amazon. Okay, uh, that is very very Showa Kamen Rider. Okay. Well, that was also the one where it was so violent. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa guys, we get we gotta cut this. Yeah, it okay. it went it it's. For saying that for a Showa series, yes, it was what the what it was what actually made them go whoa. Did did it get nice whoa. voted? I don't it remember. Did, oh, man, my favorite thing is that nice vote came back this year. I know yeah. that was fucking wild. I couldn't believe so that. Good. I was like, God, what a revival! So good. Really, uh, the highlight writer... so far. <laughs> like n- yeah, nice boat is quality meme. We're we're two months in. Uh, Return of Nice Boat, best thing that's happened. Nice Boat. Um, uh, Common Rider Amazon's with an S at the end. Owned was, by Amazon. What? Yes, it was commissioned by Amazon, and it is much more. It feels like Tokusatsu. It feels like Common Rider written for adults. It's kind of Garo esque. Yeah. Okay. It is. It is very very like. You know, on the scenes where you have the monsters and they go up and they slash at someone's chest and there's just like sparks and it's like, ah, I've been hit. I am defeated. And then they explode in a colorful whatever. Right. Amazons. the, the, The protagonist literally rips an enemy in two with blood and gore. That sounds a little hardcore. Amazons of the show is like... But what if decapitation, though? It's like, but what if these monsters were actually doing the damage that they would be doing? Yeah, so that's Kiva this week. Yep. Oh, yeah, I guess we stopped talking about Kiva a while ago. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, this is a show on the internet at com. We're on the website. There is links to literally all the things. Like, there's all the things. We got like it's all there. We got iTunes. We got Stitcher. We got Pocket Cast. We got Castro. We got Spotify. We got oh, we're on Stitcher now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're on all the things. We're on all the things. Um, and there's like a contact page where like emails work, and then there's like a Twitter where where we turned on the post to Twitter when we release an episode, so I don't forget. <laughs> that's my favorite button. And by button, I mean it's like it's a toggle switch, but whatever. Good switch. Um, yeah, we did it. We episoded. Yeah. Uh, next week, who knows? Either we'll do more Kiva, or we may finish up Zio. Not sure yet. Mm-hmm. So you gotta watch that. I'm looking final forward to one of those Zio things, and then have a talk. So <sighs> I know I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot by saying this. But uh, but like Maya Pasqueen, like pretty interesting stuff so far. She I've liked her. Yeah. yeah, she's been pretty cool. Like the good plot beats are good. The what is love thing's pretty good. All that seems to be good so far. <laughs> I cannot wait till it's all ruined. Yep, I'm just 
it's, it's... as Garrett mentioned off mic, she's also pretty hot, and that you know probably contributes to that a little bit. But you know, I she mean, is also cool. Even that aside, though, like, right? Every everything so far, it's been good. It's been consistent. It's uh-huh. gonna get ruined. It hasn't stopped making sense, or like you know, hasn't just totally shot itself in the foot yet. Basically, I'm just having like like early show Megumi vibes when like Megumi was fun. Yeah, right. To to be fair, I mean, Megumi I... is still mostly good, but Did, at the very beginning of the show, Megumi was like a dick about personal boundaries and like consent and like stuff. But then shortly after that, she was cool, and then she started liking Nago, and then she stopped being cool. So, yeah. For that little period of the middle there, I, I really I mean, I thought the beginning stuff was fine, and, like, even moving to, like, the middle stuff, that's, like, character growth. That's, like, a thing. That's true. Yeah, she, like, learned to stop being a jerk about it, so. Man, I wish this show was... <sighs> Anywho, we've just been a Passing Through podcast. Remember that. Goodbye. Do your murders. They're really piling up.